Google recently disclosed that it's working on a new pill containing nanoparticle technology that could potentially help detect cancer in patients' bodies. This comes on top of other new and emerging health-related technologies, ranging from Google Glass to Apple Watch. But with these and other new and evolving web-enabled technologies come a new wave of patient privacy concerns. I'm Marian Kolbesak-McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Dr. Deborah Peel, Founder and Chair of Patient Privacy Rights, a patient privacy advocacy group. Deborah will be discussing some of her biggest privacy concerns about these emerging health-related technologies. Hi, Deb. Hi, how are you? Good. So now, Deb, when you hear about emerging technologies, such as the development that Google is working on, a pill that contains nanoparticle technology that could help detect cancer in patients, what privacy issues concern you the most? Well, the privacy issues that concern not just me, but the entire public, are the fact that none of the sensitive health information that any of these technologies handle give us either copies of the information or control over the use and sale of it. And so it's very mixed news that this pill has been invented by Google. I mean, who doesn't want cancer detected? But the problem is, is Google is known for using very sensitive personal information in ways that no one would ever want or expect. So they, on one hand, they appear to offer us something really good that we would welcome at the same time their main business is violating our rights to control our sensitive personal information. So now when it comes to other wearable consumer health and fitness technologies that are evolving, whether it's Apple's Apple Watch or other mobile health apps, what are your biggest concerns and what do you think should be done? Is it a responsibility of the manufacturers? Is it the healthcare providers that might use the data, the consumer? Who should be taking action and what kind of action? Well, we'd actually, patient privacy rights, and frankly the public would like to see action on all fronts. There's no longer a question that the American public wants to control personal information. I mean, even the hope that something like Snapchat would give them control over information led to millions of downloads. There's no question that the public wants to control personal information. But industry is not delivering this. And it's very hard to tell about Apple Watch. Uh, Very frankly, we believe that the innovators in industry are going to give the public what they want. And Tim Cook even talked about this a while ago on an interview with Charlie Rose, and he very carefully talked about Internet business models. One is you pay for something and you get a service, and the technology company doesn't use your data, and that's what he was saying that Apple HealthKit would do, that they would never look at your data. That's great. Then he talked about the other business model on the Internet, really the most prevalent, which is they get your data, the technology gets your data and sells it and uses it in various ways. There's also a third kind of company. Some companies do a combination of all three, and Apple's one of them. So it's very hard to know what can be trusted in healthcare because 
even if a particular part of the healthcare system, uh, like let's say HealthKit, the platform, says that they will simply not look at any health data that the app offers you. They won't, they won't look at your data. They won't take it at all. But there's no guarantee that the app developer isn't going to sell your data. I mean, the, the contract, as I understand it, with the HealthKit platform is that the app developer will not market to you. But marketing to you is only one of the ways that your information can be exploited. So the problem is we have an entire ecosystem where even if one app or one system, one electronic health record system or one health information exchange, if just one of them doesn't sell your information and really puts you in control of it, there are literally close to a million others that are, in fact, selling it and may very well get your data. So we're, we're in this very, very strange place where healthcare data is absolutely, in the United States, the most valuable data, and it has the greatest number of data brokers selling it. There are over 100,000 health data suppliers. There are over 780,000 live daily health data feeds. And this is an incredibly huge number. So we have to have industry and manufacturers fixing this. The healthcare system has to demand that these technologies be fixed. And of course, Congress needs to pass new laws because none of the U.S. healthcare system can be trusted, even if one part is, one particular app, one particular system. You bring up a good point. Have state and federal privacy regulations kept up with these evolving challenges of the Internet of Things in general and health technologies in particular? And what should be done? No. Not only have they not kept up, in the United States, the HIPAA privacy law was changed in 2002 to give data holders the power to use all of our sensitive health information without our knowledge. So not only have they not kept up there, they deliberately have facilitated this massive hidden health data broker industry. That's the job of patient privacy rights, to try to wake everyone up, because the public is 95% or more in favor of control over personal information, but they just don't realize they don't have it because HIPAA has been so cleverly marketed as a, as a privacy protection law when it does no such thing. It actually opens up all of our data to the health data broker industry. So no, the laws are massively outpaced, and, and even in Europe they're working on a new declaration to protect the privacy of data, knowing all the things we know now about hidden onward transfers, about uh, the hidden data broker industry and the incredible value of the information, all personal information, but particularly health information. Now, when it comes to health data brokers, what do you think needs to be done? Is there a need for new regulations, new technologies perhaps, that give more control over the person's own data, a patient having more control over who eventually sees their data, or is it more of a legal issue? It's both. I I think you're exactly right. We certainly need, need new regulations and new technology, but Really, the system needs to be built on fair information practice, that the user should control the use of the data. There should be no secondary data uses without meaningful informed consent. There should be no secret databases unknown to you. 
And right now in the United States, there are literally millions of databases that have your health information that are unknown and inaccessible to you. There also needs to be accountability and transparency. And that means that you should be able to see every transaction with your health information way up and down the massive food chain. It's very, very clear that what we know now is the return of control to the individual has to happen because there have to be limits on the collection of data. It's absolutely absurd that your sensitive health data is in millions of databases that, that are unknown to you and you can't access. That's completely crazy. And so we also need the other fair information practice principles, you know, the minimal data needed for a particular service or transaction needs to be sent, not everything. The basic fair information practices have been around for a very long time. They were invented right here in the United States. And they were invented, ironically, in the agency that today, Health and Human Services, is, is the one that has most fostered the destruction of privacy. Deb, what do you think is a bigger threat to people's individual health data privacy? Is it the data brokers or is it, you know, these outside threats, hackers and others that are unknown that could break into these systems? Well, you know, you bring up a good point. Not only do we not have privacy control over information, but data security, you know, in this country is, is absolutely terrible. It's simply impossible. You know, so, for example, data breaches by insiders and outsiders, you know, are, are absolutely going to continue because we have systems that are so open. A hospital in a medium-sized city like where I live, Austin, Texas, there are two major hospital chains here. Both have staffs of employees that range from like seven to 10,000 people that have access to all two million patient records in this statistical metropolitan area for Austin. And so as long as we have healthcare systems where literally thousands of people have access to millions of data, you know, security is impossible. It, it's very important to understand that these systems were built backwards. No one, none of those 7,000 people, let's say, at Brackenridge Hospital in Austin should be able to get into your record unless they are carrying out the orders of your admitting physician. That would limit the number of people that had access only to those who had a direct and important reason to be in your record, you know, maybe 150 out of the 7,000. So we have systems that were built in a way that will make them forever insecure. And it, it makes no sense, particularly with this being the most sensitive personal information of all. If you think that banks allow thousands and thousands of employees to enter any of their millions of accounts, you, you know, you're wrong. This system of having thousands of authorized users, it, you know, you, it can't be protected because there's too many people and the data is too valuable and uh, it's too easy for them to download. So, so security problems are absolutely built in because the technology was never designed for privacy or security. That's the first thing. And then, of course, you know, the question is, which is the worst threat? I would say in terms of numbers, you know, the, the health data broker industry is, is accessing everyone's personal information thousands or millions of times a day, health information. The scale of that is far worse than the hackers and the thieves. The scale is 
astounding. It's absolutely astounding. And patient privacy rights in Harvard began a few years ago to try to build a map of all the places that, that our health data flows, all the secondary, tertiary, and on and on down the food chain, how far it goes. And we patched together about, oh, a, a few thousand places. But it never occurred to us that there would be close to 100,000 health data brokers in the United States. It never occurred to us that the numbers would be that huge. It's, it's a massive industry. It's the greatest data privacy breach that no one has ever heard of. Is the legal use of health data by health data brokers in the United States because HIPAA put the control over everyone's personal information in the hands of industry, took it away from patients. When it comes to data brokers, very briefly, which ones are you most worried about? Well, there are lots of broad categories. Certainly, most of the electronic health records are data brokers. Most of the insurance companies sell claims data. Every single pharmacy in the United States sells prescription records. Labs sell our data. There are large categories like that that are that are easier to name. There's 100,000 of them. You know, how do we even begin to go out about finding them because they're hidden from us. But this is astonishing information that so much of our personal, most intimate personal information is being sold millions of times a day. This is so much worse than what Snowden revealed about NSA spying. This, this level of surveillance is far worse than looking up cell phone metadata or who you called. It's truly astonishing. And it's really not compatible with democracy, if you think about it, if you want to go beyond health care. Do you think that our children and our grandchildren will have the same opportunities we have when all of this incredibly personal information about them is being sold and traded millions of times a day? It's, it's such a huge industry. We don't know who the players are. It's true that some of the data may be used for things that are not going to wreck your future, perhaps, like marketing. I don't think getting an ad is going to destroy anyone's life. But we also don't know how many of these companies or who they are use the information to discriminate against you. And further, the worst effect of all is the fact that when people know health information is not safe, they actually act in ways that put their health and their lives at risk. They do one of two things. Every year, 37.5 million people in the United States hide health information because they know it won't stay private. They lie, they omit. That means that critical information won't be in their records, and that could put them at risk if they end up in an emergency room. Another 5 to 10 million people in the United States every year actually delay or avoid treatment for very serious conditions, cancer, mental illness, and sexually transmitted diseases. You delay treatment for those things, your life is at stake. And in the cases of things like sexually transmitted diseases or mental illness, it could put somebody else's life and health at risk as well. These are the worst problems of all that come from no privacy and no security. Thanks, Deb. I've been speaking to Deborah Peel. I'm Marian Kolbasek-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.